All right, good to see everybody Tuesday night, and we are live. Good to see everybody. Hope that you are doing good. We're going to hop right to it. 90 minutes worth of fury tonight. Of course, we've got to hop right into this subject matter is Elon Musk, of course, buying Twitter. This is great news. And listen, I know people can tell me to settle down. They can tell me, you know what, it's not that exciting to me. It's incredibly exciting. We'll see. You know, people go bad. You never know what could happen. But Elon Musk is definitely a free speech advocate. I've been off of Twitter, not not myself personally, but my podcast. We used to go live on Periscope. We got banned. They only allow certain people to go on there now. I'm hoping, I'm asking right now publicly, Elon, get us back on. Let anybody who wants to go live on Twitter, go live on Twitter. And we will instantaneously be back on Twitter live. I love Twitter. Gaining some followers on there. I have over 1,400 now. Hopefully it seems to have freed up already. It's kind of like I can't remember who it was that espoused this on Twitter, but it's almost like Twitter is out there right now trying to burn files or whatever because suddenly all the restraints are down. You know, you can come right. Alex Jones, in my opinion, Alex Jones right now could just log back onto Twitter if he wanted to. Donald Trump could. Suddenly, I'm seeing tweets from people I haven't seen in a long time. You know, people are saying that they're gaining followers. They're actually gaining people that they're following. And I noticed that on my account, too. I'm suddenly following more people than I used to follow because, of course, Twitter was in there. The former Twitter board was in there removing people's following. And I happen to be somebody who's following somebody. Many people, it's happened to a lot of people. So anyway, here's some response. Now, this is an interesting. This isn't, isn't directly about Twitter. Clay Travis video. It's MSNBC talent suddenly realizing the owners of Twitter can rig the entire site. Play it for me. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Yeah, no kidding, moron. This is what's been going on for forever. It's amazing. He's either a bold-faced liar or galactically ignorant. Oh, suddenly, you could have a social media platform that could control elections, that could actually take down candidates. Twitter's already done that. Facebook's already done that. Twitter did not allow the the New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop, and 28% of those who voted for Joe Biden said they wouldn't have voted for him if they knew about the laptop. So suddenly... Suddenly, the MSNBC uh, talking heads are realizing that if you control an entire social media website, you can actually control elections and you can actually control what's coming out about elections. Yeah, you know, we already saw that in 2021 when the election was stolen from a duly elected president, Donald J. Trump. But we know that. All right, so let's go to the next one picture of Robert Reich. This is this is interesting now back and forth. I'm just showing you how the liberals think. And it's not, they're not liberals, and it's not really right. You know, it's coming out right now that Jack Dorsey is actually um, endorsing Elon Musk, like I showed you on the Alex Jones video. I think like Jack Dorsey is somebody who's a classic liberal. We would disagree on abortion, disagree on legalization of drugs and things like that. But he's a classic liberal who is not woke. He's actually somebody who wants everybody to be free. Woke is simply, it's not woke me, doesn't mean awake or anything else. Woke actually means chains on you. Woke means, you know what, we're going to take away all your rights. So here's the thing. These, this, someone like Robert Reich, a former Clinton acolyte, allegedly economics mastermind 
a devout communist socialist, but that's beside the point. This is how the left really is. If you look at the left, if you look at this left tweet and you look at the date on the bottom, 7-7-21, Trump is suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google for violating his First Amendment rights by keeping him off their platforms. Someone should remind him that they're private companies to which the First Amendment doesn't apply. That's what we heard, right? Now all the libs, all the leftists now are crying about Twitter and that they're going to be taken down. Why, why? It's a private company. You can do whatever he wants, right? Where, where's your rhetoric now? See, the left has, and leave this up, the, re- the left has no principles. Do credit to Dan Bongino with this. The left has no principles. All they do is maneuver for power. They, they, if, it, if it suddenly became popular to not be vaccinated, like that would be what keep, kept them in power, they would become people who are anti-vax. That's how they are. They have no principles. If suddenly being pro-life would keep them in power, they would go pro-life. They have absolutely no pro- they have absolutely no principles. They are what I have called for two years now power perverts. They will do anything. So you have Rice's opinion on the left. Then just a few months later, because the front, the last the last opinion was seven seven twenty one. So it was last summer. Musk. So less than a year later, Musk Musk and his apologists say if consumers don't like what he does with Twitter, they can go elsewhere. But where else would consumers go to post short messages that can reach millions of people other than Twitter? The free market increasingly reflects the demands of big money. What? what? Go back to the other one now. Trump is suing Facebook, Twitter, Google for, for violating his First Amendment rights by keeping him off their platforms. Someone should remind him that they're private companies to which the First Amendment doesn't apply. Well, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't apply now either, Robert Reich. But lo and behold, it affects you politically and because you have no principles, you just simply change principles. You see, no matter what, whoever runs for president, I am pro-life. No matter who wins, I am pro-life. No matter who wins or loses, I am pro-small government. No matter who wins or loses, I am anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-lockdown, anti-quarantining. No matter who wins or loses. Sadly, many establishment Republicans can't say that, and all of the Democratic Party can't say that. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Brian, Brian Stelter. Now, this is an interesting take. This is, a, this is the left now fight, trying to, to uh, I don't know, react in some sort of coherent way, although it's completely incoherent, to what's happened on Twitter. What's happened on Twitter, $44 billion buy by Elon Musk. Listen, folks, it's huge, and we need to rejoice. I am extremely happy about it, but the left can't take it. Play it for me. Look, who knows? I, I think that's a... Uh, that's a- that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? All I right. think that's very... First of all, of course, it's bold-faced lies. They're under the constraints of Statute 230, Federal Statute 230. There can be no pornography. There can be no violence and nobody trying to get somebody to commit violence. So Brian Stelter, of course, these are all bull-faced lies once again. It, for me, all, all speech has to be free. All right, I agree with no pornography, no violence. That's fine because that's not speech. But all speech needs to be said. What about hate speech? If somebody wants to put out hate speech, they can put out hate speech and suffer 
the societal consequences of it. Let them put out hate speech. And then what the problem is when you, when you say you can't use hate speech is who is it that judges whether or not something's hate speech? That's the problem with it. If you say, you know, we're not going to allow, you know, hate speech or whatever, whatever, uh, you know, verbiage they want to use to describe it. Who is it that gets to decide what is and is not hate speech? People have said mean things about me. I could say that that's hate speech. It should be banned. But the interesting thing, John Cordillo, you can put that up for me. This is a perfect synopsis of what we're seeing. The left is hysterical, not because they will be banned. There's not a leftist out there that's scared that they will be banned at all. Have you noticed that? And you know what? As a leftist, that should wake you up. If you're not scared of being banned, you're on the wrong side. If you are the banner and you're not afraid of being banned, you're actually on the wrong side. Banned Andy platform, but because those of us on the right won't be. The reason why they don't want Elon Musk owning Twitter is because, not because they're afraid of being banned, but they lose the right to deplatform people. If you are on the side of censorship, I want you to think of one positive administration or government that has ever been in favor of censorship and tell me the positive outcome of that country. Ready, go. There isn't any. If somebody might actually say China, the successful China has butchered a half a billion of their own people. Currently, they're under complete censorship. There's not one good thing. If you are on the side of censorship and they'll say, well, we're just trying to keep down disinformation. Again, who decides what is misinformation, what is disinformation, and what is hate speech? Who decides it? They should just have a free form. No, you shouldn't allow certain types of hate speech. Listen, I can't stand any sort of judging anybody by their appearance. Can't stand any of it. But here's the thing. See, free speech is free speech. Let people be, you know, if someone comes out and they put out racist things, People will, people like me, I'll never follow a devout racist. I'm not going to follow anybody who espouses racist ideologies, nor would anybody on the right. By the way, people on the right are the ones who are the true anti-racist. The real racist, who's, who's the ones, by the way, that have a Planned Parenthood on every corner of every black neighborhood in America? What's the leading cause of death in the African-American community in America? It is the Democratic, Democratic Party's Planned Parenthood on every single one of their corners. The true racists are the ones that call you racist. The Democrats are always projecting on you that which they are. They claim that we want to censor. When do we ever want to censor anything? Have, I want everybody to go on Twitter tonight, get yourself an account, and find one right-winger that says anything about banning anybody or deplatforming anybody. I've never, I, listen, I don't care if people put out hate, hateful things towards me. I could care less. We're all adults. You should be, you should have to be at least 16, 17, 18 years old to be on social media anyway, except for the lying parents who put their 12-year-olds on, on Facebook and on TikTok and all those accounts. But we never call for anybody to be banned. If you're on the side of calling people to be deplatformed and banned for whatever your stupid reason, and what was Hitler's reason for, for, for his very first lockdown? The exact same reason for Fauci's lockdown. Medical purposes claiming that the Jews spread typhus more than anybody else. That, that's the truth. And who, and who espouses the big lie? The big lie was done by Goebbels. It was an accusation towards the Jews le levied in Mein Kampf and then later carried, off, carried out by, by Joseph Goebbels. So who's, who is it that's accusing people of the big lie? The Democratic Party, the left. 
So who, who is really more Nazi-like? Who is really more communist-like? Certainly isn't those of us on the right, especially since Nazi stands for National Socialist Party. Ryan James Gerdoski uh, video, I, I, he writes this verbiage, I can't blame Sonny Hostin for saying this. If I was untalented and had no idea what was going on, I'd default to blaming white men for everything. It's the easiest way to get a promotion. Play it for me. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight, white men so when elon musk says wow this is about free speech it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men and so let them have it let them just go at it i enjoy the block button on twitter um i think it has a real outsized influence in in, in our world because politicians and celebrities so please i want her to prove that twitter is basically dominated by straight white men i want her to prove it those are just bold-faced lies put out there. She has no idea what she's talking about. It may be the case, but she has no demographics to prove anything that she said. Here's another pick of liberal hypocrisy from the Business Insider, liberal hack rag. Billionaire Jeff Bezos, Washington Post, by Marx, a fascinating cultural transition. So we go from when Jeff Bezos who is an absolute leftist, World Economic Forum sycophant, when he buys the Washington Post, it is a fascinating cultural transition. But when Elon Musk, another multi-billionaire, uh, Musk's attempt to buy Twitter, we know he's bought it now, represents a chilling new threat. Billionaire trolls taking over social media. Interesting. Uh, uh, who is it that owns Amazon? Uh, Jeff Bezos. And he owns also the Washington Post. Mark, a hyper-liberal. Mark Zuckerberg owns, let's see, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and another one I can't remember the name of. He owns he owns that. Well, yeah, WhatsApp. Thank you, Aaron. So there it is. So he owns all that. Why do they have no problem with this until suddenly Elon Musk? Now here's a senator. Uh, what's, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, a senator Markey. He suddenly has a problem with with Elon Musk too, but never said anything about Zuckerberg owning Facebook. Play it for me. Problem. The issue is not that the companies before us today are taking too many posts down. The issue is that they're leaving too many dangerous posts up. Did you hear what this Marxist just said? This is an elected senator of the United States of America. And he said the problem with social media companies is not that they're taking too many posts down. It's that they're not taking enough posts down. These are, these are Americans. That guy is in his 70s. I mean, I just, I wonder what, I don't even know what words to use. I wonder what's happened to Americans. Because I remember the left, I said this on my last podcast, I remember the left going up there when it was like Tipper Gore and, and, it, and of course, establishment Republicans trying to take down uh, um, rock, rock albums. You know, I think it was Twisted Sister and a few others. Motley Crue trying to take their albums down for, for, you know, for censorship purposes. And suddenly, they're all for censorship. It's like, and then suddenly, they're all sycophants for multinational corporations. I'm just wondering what the heck happened. Well, I know what happened. Again, credit Dan Bongino. They're principalists. If a multinational organization that abuses people, that kills people, will get them into office, suddenly everybody on the left will become a sycophant for that multinational company, i.e. Pfizer, i.e. Moderna, i.e. Merck, i.e. Johnson & Johnson. Allegedly, that is the man that everybody on the left was fighting against on Wall Street. I mean, remember that? I mean, the big Wall Street sit-in? They were all fighting against the man. They were fighting against the Mercs and the Pfizers 
and all of that. And, and suddenly, they're all sitting at their feet. They're all washing their feet like Mary did Jesus suddenly. Strange, isn't it? Strange how that works out. Well, it's because allegedly they think it's politically expedient to do so. Political, political expediency is not a principle. What, what happens with political expediency is if it happens to work for you, great. But you always go with your principles. All right, New York Post tweet. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey endorses Elon Musk's vision for, for the platform. Interesting turn of affairs. Many people think Dorsey may have been squeezed out, that he never wanted to do all the censorship. And it is, did go that way. As Dorsey's influence, and I'm no big Jack Dorsey fan, I'm just telling you that as his influence went down, so did all of my followers. Yeah, I, went, I had 1,400 followers, and I was cut down to 700. The reason why I got 1,400 followers is because Rodney Howard Brown asked people to follow me. He says, I had, I had 400 before that, so he gave me 1,000 followers overnight. And then suddenly, I was cut in half. That was as Jack Dorsey was being ushered out. I don't think it was Jack Dorsey that wanted to do all the censorship on Twitter. I think he got squeezed out by woke political alleged businessman on his board. Greg Price tweet, Elon Musk could end world hunger with $6 billion. Interesting. Well, Elon paid $11 billion in federal taxes last year, which coincidentally is the same amount of money America gave to the UN. Why hasn't the UN ended world hunger? I mean, here, I mean, like I've told you a bunch of times, the world's response to COVID starved to death three to 400 million people. The lockdowns, because when the first world is closed, the third world doesn't eat. The lockdowns starved to death, and this is by UN statistics, obviously not a bastion of right-wing conservatism, the UN statistics show that the lockdowns actually caused three to 400 million people to starve to death, primarily children. And everybody, and the reason why Greg Price put this, put this out there, he's a, he's, he's a right winger, but he's, he's, he's mirroring what the left is saying because everybody on the left is saying, why doesn't he use his money to feed the poor? Well, why, didn't, why doesn't Mark Zuckerberg? Um, why doesn't Jeff Bezos? They could all end world hunger too. If, allegedly, if $6 billion would do that, which it wouldn't, but again, they have no principles. They said they had no problem with Mark Zuckerberg buying up Instagram. Where, 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 were the, where was the crying for that? Again, there's no principles. It's just what is politically expedient for us? What will elect Democrats? If, it caused, if we have to suck the brains out of babies while they're in the womb and we get elected, fantastic. That's what we'll do if that's what it takes to be elected. If it takes saying, you know what? There are no men and there are no women and men can be in women's restrooms. If that's what it takes for us to be elected, great. They don't see the end game. The left never sees anywhere past their nose. They don't see that when you censor the right, eventually the censorship will come for you. They never see it. When you butcher the unborn, eventually, eventually that sort of murder comes for you. And we're seeing that in the inner cities in America right now. Cities that have Planned Parenthoods on every corner, like I said earlier, are also the murder capitals of the world. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you put into the ground is coming up. All right, Politico tweet or Politico pick. Twitter's top lawyer reassures staff, cries during meeting. That's about right. I mean, that, that's, that's about accurate. If you're a Twitter's lead attorney, you are obviously a beta male. Obviously. He probably shows up in stiletto heels every day. <laughs> cries during meeting with, with, about must, Aaron's laugh, making me laugh, uh, about must takeover. Uh, Vijaya Gadi 
a key executive involved in decisions to remove former President Donald Trump. All these American-sounding names, aren't they? Vijaya Gadi, and a key executive involved in decisions to remove former President Donald Trump and ban political advertising expressed uncertainty about the future of the platform. There should be uncertainty, except I can tell you, everybody should be scared of Twitter now. I mean, Jack Dorsey, yeah, leave that up, Aaron. Jack Dorsey should be very scared about Twitter. Sadly, everyone, all, everybody's going to have to watch it. Because, I mean, with Elon Musk in charge of Twitter, who knows what kind of mind. When you put that intellect in charge of Twitter, I mean, is it going to become a combination of Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube? I hope it does and runs YouTube right out of business. I hope Getter gets better. I, you know, I, I, I hope that Gab gets better. I hope Rumble gets better. I hope they get bigger and better and better and bigger. I hope they do. I really do because I root for those companies. I think every, to this day, everyone should have a Getter account. Now, everybody should have a Twitter account. Everybody should have a Rumble account. And the only true free, free platform is actually Gab because they have their own server farm and are not dependent on any app store. Aaron sent me this. Mark Zuckerberg bought Instagram for $1 billion in 2012 back when it only had 13 employees. Nobody said a word. No problem whatsoever to buy Instagram up. No problem at all. What's the other one he's got? WhatsApp. So you buy that too, do you think? I don't know. So he bought WhatsApp. No, there's, again, if you're a truly, if you are a principled liberal, you would have a problem every time a liberal did things against your principles. So if your principles are a billionaire should be ending full, ending uh, world hunger, then why are you never having a problem with Bezos buying the Washington Post? You never said a word about world hunger there. You buy uh, WhatsApp for 19 billion? Oh my word. Zuckerberg bought, I'm seeing things on the screen. You guys aren't seeing. Aaron sends them to me. Zuckerberg bought WhatsApp for 19 billion and no cries from the liberals of why isn't Zuckerberg ending world hunger? You see, that's how they are. It's principleless. They don't care about world hunger. They don't care about racism. They don't care about dying people. The only time they use those things is as leverage for political expediency. That's it. Robbie Starbuck tweet. One request for Elon Musk. Please expose what was done to censor people over the past few years. Make the algorithms public. Expose the search bans, the shadow bans, etc. We want to see everything that these people did to tip the balance of power towards their political preferences. Absolutely right. That's what I'm saying from day one. We need to go back to Fusion GPS. We need to go back to Christopher Steele. We need to go back to Hillary Clinton's deleted emails. We need to go back to Anthony Fauci's perjury. We need to go back to Anthony Fauci's emails of going back and forth, basically acknowledging that this is a lab-borne virus. Uh, we, we need to expose all of these things. When we get back into power, we don't need to go the establishment Republican way. The establishment Republican way is always let bygones be bygones. If you let bygones be bygones, those bygones are not going to be bygones. They're going to be foregones. They're going to come back for you again. All of these people need to answer. All right, moving on to masking. Obviously, masking's a big deal right now. We're seeing mask, mask mandates both come back up and put back down. This right here, this video exemplifies the absolute you know, psychology, it's psychopathic nature of what's going on in this country. Play it for me. It's starting. Oh my 
Should they stop them? Stay away, sir. sir. Stay away. I'm not getting near you. Near you? You're on the map. You're not Yes. Okay. Sir, I need you to put that away. We're in a public place right now. Stay away. I'm going to stay away. Thank you. You can't be threatening people here with pepper spray, okay? You understand that? Pepper spray. You cannot threaten people in here with pepper spray. You're not a cop. You're not a lawyer. I don't need you to uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh. That's the psychopathic nature that we've unleashed on our culture. That's not, a, that's not an old video. That's a recent video. The man is pointing pepper spray at people because they are not masked and getting within six feet of him. That, that's, what we, that, that's the psychology that's been, uh, that's been released on our culture. Masks do absolutely nothing. The size of a COVID particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. An N95 mask starts blocking particles three times that size. It can't do anything. Surgical masks don't do that. Mask that man was wearing does absolutely nothing. But he lives in that lie. It's all been a lie. Look at Justin Trudeau. Your energy, speaking to his wife, your humor. I hate these puke fest tweets and, and Facebook posts to your spouse, but I mean, just puke fest. If you want to tell your wife that, tell her that in person. The rest of us don't want to hear it. Your energy, your humor, your love. There's nothing like it. Happy birthday, Mottamore. Okay, and look at these two idiots swinging in a swing in a room alone. Masked. I mean, again, just two idiots. I mean, what, do you, what, what are they professing? They're, they're, they're professing, you know what? They're actually professing the opposite of what they say is true. They said that once you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Let's illustrate some mask idiocy. Here, here we go. Derek BLM, Arizona bound. And yes, I will continue to mask up. Remember the federal transportation mask mandate has been taken down, but not for these people. And notice up there, BLM and what's right next to BLM? <clears throat> the Ukrainian flag. Of course, masking has never been all you COVID-caving pastors, all you COVID-caving Christians, all you COVID-caving conservatives that just masked up, just, you know, you were just willing and compliant sycophants to whatever the government told you to do. Just look now. This is what it's been about from day one. Don't tell me about the excuses. Oh, we just wanted to see how bad it was. No, no. Your rights never need to be taken away. If somebody is, it doesn't matter what the reason's for, your rights should never be taken away from you. Everybody had the freedom to stay at home, to stay locked down, to wear masks if they want to. But if they're mandated, alarm bells should go up. And all, leave this up now. All of the Republican senators and congressmen that are now very anti-COVID, go back in time and look at the videos. And they were all very compliant about wearing masks. They never should have, they were, what were they worried about? Again, they were principleless, just like the left is principleless. They said, you know what? I, I am all for freedom. But if... I don't put this mask on. It's going to cost me a lot of political capital. So they put the mask on. These are the people that they have more in common with than they do with people like me and you. Arizona bound. And yes, I will continue to mask up. And my shirt is a message for anyone that has an issue with it. Try me, he says. And Malcolm X is underneath there. Try him. Yeah, you're a real threatening figure. You're scared to death of a 99.9% survival virus. And that mask you're wearing does absolutely nothing. Kagman Lee tweet. Happy Earth Day. Those are all masks right there in the blue. Put up the next pick for me. That's the pick. These are the people that allegedly, again, leave this up. They call you a polluter, but they're heavily, you know, of course, heavy duty into masks. They call, you know, they call you that you're against the earth. This is what they've done. Hundreds of billions of these masks everywhere. They're not biodegradable. They have to be burned 
So again, they always project onto you that which they are. They call you polluter, but they are the ones who actually pollute. They're the ones, they call you a killer, like the guy with the capstan or the pepper spray aimed at the employees. You could kill me because you're not wearing a mask. I guarantee you he votes for the, for the abortion of 41.2 million babies per year worldwide. All right, here's Jen Psaki. And there it is. Masks are not about science. They're about power. Play it for me. Well, we, we are um, entirely able to and legally able to be a part of the discussion, but uh, right now it's, we, we, of course, are deferring to the CDC on what they believe is needed at this moment. They've already, they obviously put in place this two-week extension because they felt they needed that to take a look at the data, given that we've seen a rise in cases. So we certainly anticipate to hear more from them soon on their ask for uh, for being able to have that time, which we think is entirely warranted. And the Department of Justice, as you noted, has indicated uh, that they would appeal, uh, not just because they think it's entirely reasonable, uh, of course, to have this additional time to look at it, but because they think uh, that the current, uh, for current and future public health crises, uh, we want to preserve that, that uh, authority for the CDC to have in the future. So the whole purpose is the keeping the mask mandates is so that the CDC has its power in the future. Play Fauci for me. Both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, should not have been a court issue. So we're hoping that the inevitable increase in cases which we're seeing are not going to be associated with an increase in hospitalizations. So all of these dynamic things going on at the same time, it was perfectly logical for the CDC to say, wait a minute, we were planning on ending this mandate on a certain date. Let's wait a period of time until May 3rd, which was a very sound public health decision. So for a court to come in and interfere in that is really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's against public health principles, number one. And number two is because that's no place for the courts to do that. This is a CDC decision, and that's very bad precedent when you have courts making a decision and looking at what the basis of the decision was. He said it's a bad precedent for the, C- for the courts to make a decision. Does everybody realize out there that the CDC has no authority to implement mandates and no way to enforce them? They have no authority to implement. That has to be. Here's the thing, too. Does everybody realize that the Supreme Court doesn't have a right to actually issue law? They don't. It has. We, we have balance of powers for a reason. The only way to get a federal mask mandate is for it to be voted on by Congress and the Senate and signed off by the president. That is the only way. Everybody thinks that once a law is passed, that if the Supreme Court says that it's unconstitutional or, or just says they just don't you know, believe that it's valid, that the Supreme Court can take it down. That's a fallacy. We are living in a utopian twilight zone. People believe that the supreme power of the United States is the Supreme Court. Absolutely not. It's not. It has no more power than the Congress. It's, and, and the president can't start a war without congressional approval. The, the Supreme Court can't start a war either. 
This is how the CDC is even less, of course, because the CDC is nothing more than an establishment institution. And what did it put out? It put out a federal mask mandate that on a bus, on a train, or on an airport, on an airplane, you have to wear a mask. They have no authority to do that. None whatsoever. And we need to remember all of the private companies that actually went along with it because they're a bunch of spineless little worms. You know, they're always talking about the Republican Party is the Republican, is, is the party of business and big business. Absolutely not. They're all leftist cowards. I'm talking about United Airlines, American Airlines, Delta, and all the and any other large company you want to name that cave to this. You never have to cave to it at all. Any, Joe Biden's uh, vaccine mandate, it's not, it's not legal. Did it go through Congress and the Senate and then be signed off by him? No, it's just, it, it's just, a, it's just a, uh, an executive order. There's, there's, there's no law behind it. What did the CDC do? They put the masking requirement on airplanes and buses and trains. And they also said that landlords cannot make people pay rent. They have no, they have no, they have no authority to do that. People need to stand up, man. I mean, seriously, I have never masked. I have never locked down my church. I have never social distanced. I'm talking about not at all. If people wanted me to social distance, they, they never told me, and I was, I was hugging everybody. I don't care. I've never done any of those things. I've never washed my hands with alcohol gel for COVID. Nothing. Because you know what? I knew that it's wrong. And look at all the people that are actually still following. Put up the next one for me. Valerie Jarrett, former Clinton acolyte, uh, actually also Obama acolyte, former uh, uh, you know, he ran, she ran the, uh, I can't remember her title, but inside the White House, I can't remember. But anyway, wearing masks, no matter what non-scientists tell me I can do. So she's going to stick with it no matter what. Notice, again, hyper left. For all of those that are on the right, that cave to these things, and, you, and listen, I don't care if you caved, and you're broken and contrite, and you've said, you know what, I was wrong. Listen, I've, I've blown it many, many, many times in my life. I have no problem with people blowing it. I couldn't have a problem with it if I wanted to because I've blown it so many times myself. However, what I have a problem with is people pretending like they never blew it and now acting like they didn't have their churches closed for six months, acting like they didn't have their business closed for six months, caved to every mask mandate there was, wore a mask because they didn't want Aunt Susie to feel uncomfortable. These are the people right here. These are the people Clinton and Obama acolytes that are still wearing masks. That should tell you something. Go to the next one for me. Ian Miller tweets. So what's the validity behind masks from the get-go? For anyone who still thinks the mask mandate on planes or other forms of transportation is useful, is a useful tool for reducing community transmission, you can see what happened to cases in the U.S. after the CDC's illegal order. As with all the policies and mandates, it was completely useless. So let's look at the graph. Here's the cases. Let's look at it. CDC order right there. Let's see, January 12th, CDC order requiring the wearing of masks by people on public transportation conveyances or on the premises of transportation hubs to prevent spread of the virus. Look at it. Now, here's where they put it down. They put out the, uh, the mask mandate on the decline. It was actually on the decline. And then look what happened. Continued to go down, skyrocketed. This is all with the federal mask mandate. And then we go all the way to December 14th of, of last year. And then now look where we're at with cases. Skyrocketing through the roof with their masks. So if you look at, leave this up. If you look at something like this and you are a proponent of masks, 
How are you still a proponent of masks? All the people that I'm going, that I have shown you and that I'm going to show you wearing pictures, these are the facts. If you look down there at the very fine print down at the bottom, you can't see it, but what it says is source COVID-19, COVID-19 data from the CDC. These are all CDC statistics. So if you're for masks, here's the film footage. And you say that you're all about science, here's the science. They don't do a daggum thing ever. As a matter of fact, I am inclined to believe they increase cases. Every single, every single graph that I've seen not only shows that they do nothing, they actually show at least a slight increase in cases whenever there's a heavy-duty mass mandate. All right, Moshe Schwartz video, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Play it for me. We are going to continue uh, to encourage New Yorkers uh, to wear a mask on the subway, and we believe that we have the authorization to do so. And he believes, now he, you know, he's wearing, if you, Aaron, if you could put him next to me with a still photo, that'd be great. <clears throat> what he's wearing on his face is absolutely useless. That does nothing. Again, 0.06 to 0.14 microns is the size of a COVID particle. That mask couldn't stop a COVID particle ever. He is trying to stop a flea with a chain link fence. It does absolutely nothing. But what does that give Eric Adams? Probably, probably the dumbest mayor that's ever been the mayor of New York is Eric Adams. But he believes... He doesn't believe that's stopping COVID. What he believes is that will get him reelected. That is it. And that should tell all the Christians that came to this garbage something extremely important, that you have been fooled, you have been lied to, and you have been manipulated. You're like, Tom, why do you concentrate so much on Christians? Because judgment begins at the house of God. I read the Bible. My Christianity is the Bible. My Christianity is not a pastor or a preacher or a church. My Christianity is the Bible. If judgment begins at the house of God, then judgment will begin first right here on the Tom Lively podcast with Christians. Tom, you're not supposed to be judging anybody. Who told you that? The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. Whoops. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Romans chapter 2, verse 1. So I'm not allowed to judge if I'm doing the same things. Speaking of not doing the same things, look at AOC's mask. Do you see that gross, disgusting thing? I mean, I don't want to be gross, but I've seen toilet paper that look cleaner post poop. And look at her mask. And that's what this woman advocates for. She believes she's healthier wearing that mask, sucking in all those bacteria on her mask, sucking in the latent coronaviruses and all the other viruses that she is exhaling. You know, here it is. I've been espousing this deep science for a long time. You know what your exhaling is supposed to be? Exhaled, not inhaled. Look at that disgusting mask. Here's Ron Howard, of course. Though it's not mandatory and it's a pain. I'm masking, I'm masking it. I don't know what that means. You remember your mug? I'm masking it for my flight today, for myself and for others. What does it do, Ron? Tell us the data. It doesn't, that mask he's wearing, completely useless. Unless you have a full biohazardous suit with a, with a mask that's twice as effective as an N95, you're doing absolutely nothing. <clears throat> Unless all of your breathing is encapsulated where you are regenerating your own air inside your own encapsulation unit, useless. So there he is. He's saying he's doing it for himself and others. So what is he doing for himself? Is he keeping COVID from coming in? Absolutely not. Is he keeping himself from expelling COVID? Absolutely not. So the man is a delusion. He's either delusional or he's a liar or a combination therein. Kathleen Cruden tweet. Here's another one. Notice the flags on the top, Ukraine. 
of course. It's all political narrative. You, you got to you know, wear a mask, save a life. Ukraine, defend democracy. It's all lies. It's all lies to usher in totalitarianism. She says, I may not look cool. No, you not only don't look cool, you look like a freaking idiot. You look stupid. You have goggles on. Are those ski goggles? What on earth are you doing? How stupid could you look? Why does she do it? But I will be doing my absolute best not to get COVID on my first work trip in years. This is somebody who hasn't been on a work trip in over the last 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. That's how stupid they are. You need to remember that because they're coming with another one. Do you think these mask mandates are going to end? How about you be a Christian this time that stands on the word of God and whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loosed. Here's Justin Trudeau to every school child. Play it for me. And for the rest of your lives, you will remember this time of pandemic as a time where, yes, we gathered with families, but also where you learned that what you do as an individual matters to the entire community, the entire world. Every time you washed your hands, every time you wore a mask, every time you stayed safe and stayed home, you were making things better for your neighbors. You were sacrificing for the good of all. And that lesson that you learned through this pandemic, even as you did miss out on all sorts of things that we're going to try and get back as quickly as possible, you also developed a sense of community and strength through that isolation of what really matters that is going to serve us all as a country in the coming years. The virtues that he espouses, washing hands, it's a virus that's not, that's not transmittable by contact. It's an airborne virus. Absolute lie. Lockdowns do absolutely nothing except drive up the COVID rates. 76% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home, and then they send you there. He advocates masking, does absolutely nothing. And then I love his la- one of his last lines. Yes, you had to miss out on a lot of things that we're going to try to get back as quick as we can. Here we are, 25 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You really think he's going to try to get things back? It's like Fauci earlier, which I didn't say. Fauci was saying, well, you know, we were going to wait until May 3rd to lift the mask mandate. Yo, you really think it's going to be lifted on May 3rd? How many of those dates have we seen come and go over the last 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? It was never, had nothing to do with the disease. And now what they're doing now with these kids It's just subjugating them, teaching them how to be subjects of the state. Here's another moron, Roland Martin, masked and goggled on a flight, sitting there by himself, and here's the hypocrisy. Go to the next one for me. When he doesn't think anybody's looking, whoops, there it is. That's what they really are. That's what they're really all about. They put on the mask in public so that they can do basically, they're wearing their MAGA hat to to the World Economic Forum, to Joe Biden, the Democratic Party. They're wearing their MAGA hat, but when they, when they think nobody's looking, here's Roland Martin, that's how he truly is. Here's the Surgeon General mast. <laughs> this is allegedly somebody who is a scientist, is a doctor. Tell, I would love to see him espouse with exact verbiage the efficacy of the mask that he's wearing. He cannot do it. Go to the next one for me. Here's another one. Dr. Emily Ricotta up on top. Look, Vax mask. I don't know what the green one is. She's defying the mask. All all libtards. Listen to this one. Wittgenstein video. MSNBC's Dr. Patel. Play it for me. If people want to stay safe, the best thing they can do, high quality masks, and that when possible, carry some extra masks. I know this sounds crazy, 
But if you tell someone next to you on a plane, KN95 and just say, or surgical mask and just say, I've got an elderly mother at home. I've got a child with cancer at home. Will you please do me a favor? Having the people at least closest to you in that row, protecting yourself and them can be the best safety. So carry some extra masks with you. Carry some rapid tests with you if you're traveling. See, the medical industry has absolutely been destroyed by this. And, and here's the thing. It hasn't been destroyed by COVID. It's been destroyed by doctors who are liars like Dr. Patel. Again, I would like to her to put out, put out on the screen the definitive study that shows the efficacy of masks, that masks do anything. She's advocating going onto a plane and with the people sitting around you, if they're not masked, handing out N95 masks. To people on a plane. N95 mask cannot stop COVID. She even said, if not an N95 mask, a surgical mask. And a surgical mask cannot stop COVID. And here's the sad thing. She actually knows that that's true. It, it, well, either, maybe she doesn't know. And if she doesn't know, ignorance. It, I mean, is it, it's either ignorance or stupidity. She either knows and advocates lies, which is stupidity, or she doesn't do her due diligence as a doctor and actually discover what masks do and do not do. Masks are only designed for surgeons who are in doing surgery, their own, the droplets of the patient, droplets, droplets, not microns, droplets of blood getting in their own mouth or their saliva from getting in their mouth. Not, not microns, not things that are smaller than cells. These people are delusional. They're destroying the medical industry. How many of us would actually believe a doctor now? The doctors, I mean, they go out and they talk about the greatness of vaccines when we see the statistics, which we'll get into in just a minute. Here's another, here's another graph on the effectiveness of masking. It's Germany versus Sweden. Sweden in the orange, Germany in the black. One did absolutely nothing or basically absolutely nothing. In Germany, Sweden did basically nothing. Basically, look at, look at Sweden's mass compliance, 9%. 9% of their population. In Germany, it's 80% mass compliance. And they basically have the same COVID stats, except Germany's are actually slightly worse. So Germany locked down, forced vaccinations, forced masking, and actually did worse than Sweden did. Those are, this right here, that's the facts. These are indisputable facts. These are coming from their own government agencies. But yet those same government agencies will tell you that masking works. Their own government agencies will put out an agenda that's the opposite of, of the statistical data that they're releasing. That's who these people are. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs. May's video, I had to put this little compilation together of Joe Biden. Here's what Biden said about masks and vaccines a year ago. Play it for me. And as the virus tragically rages in other countries, as other nations, even wealthy nations, are mired in the challenges of slow vaccine rollout and poor economic conditions, as a result, things are very different here. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. The rule is very simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. It's vaccinated or masked. If you're vaccinated, you can be around the vaccinated or unvaccinated people. If you're fully vaccinated, 
and can take your mask off, you've earned the right to do something that Americans are known for all around the world. Greeting others with a smile. <laughs> with a smile. So, it's a good day for the country. So a year ago, Joe Biden said you get vaxxed and you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Here's Joe Biden last week. Play it for me. have joe biden alone outside wearing a mask and he is quadruple vaxxed he's got four vaccinations and he's still wearing a mask so you really think again all the COVID cavers that you should have listened from day one now here's joe biden in the midst of everybody else being mandated to wear masks on airplanes and being mandated to wear masks in numerous other locations and him pushing masks on everybody here's joe biden in the midst of that play it for me hypocrisy and mask hypocrisy from day one that's who these people are that's who they are nobody should have ever listened to them. do you think joe biden who's 80 years old he's actually scared of covid he's in that room and the soul in that room masked and there he is standing there having a good old time but yet you have to wear a mask and all the christians listen to these people never listen to a baby butcher and speaking of that kathy ireland tweet a new iniquitous bill in a California bill, AB 2223, uh, will legalize infanticide, killing babies, get this, up to 28 days old. Not 28 days inside the womb, 28 days after being born. This is where we're at as a country right now. There is no, listen, vaccines pale in comparison to this, as for now, as far as killing people. Vaccines pale in comparison to this. COVID pales in comparison to this. People oftentimes jump off my podcast when I start talking about abortion. I don't know why, because it's not queuing on enough for them or something. I don't know what their problem is. But here's, this is what, this is the real. 41.2 million babies were aborted worldwide last year. Five to seven million people, allegedly over 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, have died of COVID. So over the 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, around 100 million babies have been aborted, in the, aborted inside the womb, in the birth canal, and just outside the womb. That's the truth. As I said earlier, China has aborted 500 million, 400 million of their own people. This is the true tragedy. You, don't, you think God doesn't notice? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, Jeremiah 1.5, every single person who's ever been born, who's ever been conceived in the womb, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you? You don't think God notices? He notices. All you who are Christians, this should be your number one concern right now. The babies in California, I'm curious, how is it that you're going to, leave this up, how is it that you're going to kill the baby who's 27 days old? How's that going to work? You starving them to death or are you going to go wrap your hands around their neck and strangle them to death? I'm just curious. 
Killing babies up to 28 days old. How are they going to kill them? I want Jen Psaki to ask that question. Jen, we're asking, where do you stand on this AB2223 bill in California? Infanticide bill. Where do you stand, Joe Biden, alleged devout Catholic? Where do you stand, Nancy Pelosi, alleged devout Catholic? Where do you stand? We're wondering, when a baby's 25 days old, outside the womb, flourishing, gaining weight, all those things, who kills the baby? And how will they be killed? Will it be a lethal injection? Will it be a hammer, gun? What will it be exactly? Oh, Tom, you're being gross. How am I gross? I would love to know how it is that they're going to kill a 28-day-old baby. I'm just curious. People of all faiths, no faith, every political party, race, gender, sexual orientation are vehemently rejecting this. Please click link and take action. Yeah, I'm taking action the best that I can. I'm not a California voter, but I will tell you I'm against it. Here's some California voters for you, though. Play it for me. So basically, like, if they have their baby, they can neglect them for seven days, and if the baby dies, then they can't be held criminally liable. What do you think? Yeah. I think whatever, like, helps women and helps them achieve their, like, dreams and however that needs to, like, happen is definitely acts to help that is helping all of us, so. So I prefer that most women make their decisions at eight weeks, but if, but I'm also in support of 10 months out of the womb. So you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born? If, if the mother wants to, yes. I think them kids so if like you want to get a late-term abortion like that's up to you you know I've had an abortion too and it's it's it was my choice and I'm happy I had that choice I've had an abortion myself would you guys get an abortion again yes 100 100 times I do it multiple times until I feel that I'm ready to parent um, that's a choice I'll continue to make so there you go that's California voters right now who knows what will actually happen who knows the disrespected uh, trucker. Here's, I love to put liberals under the microscope and make, make them a- answer questions about what they believe, just like I would ask them. Although it was very interesting. That guy actually said, the guy with the little shaved sides of his head. Oh, and by the way, we're, everybody, we're banned off of Facebook again right now. We have no idea why. This happens really much nine out of every 10, and really it's 10 out of every 10. One of our, our podcasts now, Facebook takes us down for reasons they never tell us. We'll accumulate... Two, three, four hundred people watching live, which we just did. And suddenly Facebook takes us down. We have absolutely no idea. They don't send us a reason why. And this is why we say, you know what? Thank the Lord that Elon Musk has bought Twitter because maybe we won't need Facebook anymore. And I'm telling you, you need to get a Twitter account, a Getter account, a Rumble account. You need to be following us on Black Robe too. Get over, we'll go right over to Black Robe right now, blackrobetv.com. Get on there. The, the video quality is through the roof, it's perfect. Go over there, go on Rumble, whatever, wherever you want to go. But Facebook is simply still under to the tyrannical control of a bunch of people who want to censor anything. What did I say? I didn't say anything. I'm just, re- I'm just saying, you know what? California's putting out a bill that you can kill kids 28 days after they're born. Perfectly healthy. They shouldn't be able to kill them regardless. I'm talking about perfectly healthy child. They can just kill them. And that's, they're actually putting that up for a vote. And then, of course, Facebook takes us down. They'll put us, take us down from disinformation or misinformation. What was it? There isn't any. It's just, again, not a politically expedient agenda for them to actually have to stand up for their views. Look at this woman try to stand up for her abortion views. Play it for me. I have um, because I hear a lot of pro-lifers say that life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. So my poster reads... Life begins when you understand living women matter more than potential babies. 
What is it? What do you mean? If it's a potential baby, what is inside of a woman? It's a fetus. Is it living? No. no. How can it grow if it's not living? Actually, actually, that's like saying if an acorn is a tree. When does the fetus become living? Um, that's actually a good question, but that line... Yeah, of course, because you don't know it, because it's oh, living. Oh. It's living. You're fundamentally denying science to validate you, your opinion. You, you actively, you actively deny science, ma'am. How am I denying, what science did I deny, Darby? Um, okay, so let's look at some posters over here. But you don't have to be here. I need you to tell me what science, you just made an accusation that I denied science. What science did I deny? That it's a child inside of you. It is a clump of cells when I'm a clump of cells. What makes me different? That you were born? You were born. So you, you don't, what you're arguing is that uh, anything that is not born is not valuable of life. Of I right did not life. say that. It's subjective. So when does, it, when does a child or fetus or clump of cells, whatever you want to call it, when does this clump of cells or fetus become living? When it can sustain well, its own life. But when is the, when is the sustainability? No, when is sustainability? Um, About like 30 weeks to born, like... Because like, what? how do you sustain life? Like, my newborns aren't sustainable. You can't just have a newborn and they just like live on their own, right? Right. They're not sustainable. They need help and assistance to survive. So is a newborn not, is, is a newborn? So there you go. That's, that's their logic. You put it out on the line and they have, they have no way to defend it. That's who these people are. And then, by the way, those are the exact same people advocating for masks, advocating for vaccines, advocating for lockdown, and advocating to go fight in Ukraine. They're the exact same people. And if, what will you do? If you're a Republican, will you go, you know what? If I dare say anything against Ukraine, people will call me pro-Putin. If I dare say anything against putting military troops in Ukraine, people will call me pro-Putin. If I actually say anything that's critical of Voldemar Zelensky, they'll call me pro-Putin. So you don't say it? No, you always speak the truth. Voldemar Zelensky is a dictator, a World Economic Forum actor, just like Vladimir Putin. They're identical. They run their countries exactly the same. Zelensky has shut down all of his political opposition and all of his political oppo media. That's not a democracy, but yet you'll hear them say, you know what? That's a democracy and we need to go fight for it. Now, the woman made, when she was trying to defend her abortion viewpoints, she actually defeated herself. She said, you're calling it, it's like a, an acorn and calling it a tree. Well, you have no tree without an acorn. You have no human being that can be born without a fetus and by the way sustainability a, per, a person is not sustainable until they're four or five years old and that's if at that point they can run to an adult they'll die at that age they'll die when they're six or seven alone eight or nine alone so their argument is of course completely nonsensical switching to vaccines k black video these are the things that we always need to have holstered up and ready is there lies they're saying now you know what we, we never said that the, that the vaccine would stop transmission or would stop infection. Is that true? We just always said 
it would stop hospitalization and death. Is that a true statement? Play it for me. And, and that vaccine, uh, key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be an ICU unit and you're not going to die. You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. So Joe Biden's last claim, if you are vaccinated, you will not get you will not be hospitalized. You will not die. You cannot catch covid. Ninety percent of hospitalizations and 90 percent of covid deaths in the UK, in Scotland, in Australia, and in Israel are fully vaccinated people. Now I'm talking about COVID deaths. 90% of COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. And that's the stats. So all of these are bold-faced lies. Let's go further. Go to the next one for me. Breaking. Election wizard. Vaccine boosted. Allegedly four times shot. She's been, she's been vaccinated four times. Vaccine boosted. VP Kamala Harris has COVID, of course. But we just heard from Joe Biden and and from Rochelle Walensky and from Anthony Fauci and from Bill Gates and from Rachel Maldow that when you get vaccinated, you know, you can't be infected. You stop the virus in its tracks. Well, now she has COVID. Go to the next one for me. Um, Beto O'Rourke, he also has COVID and he's triple vaccinated. So what's really happening? These are some law and fiction videos. Mark Stein, listen to the statistics. Play it for me. Two. To emphasize, these are all government statistics, and you ought to be able to cite them even on British television. So let us start with the basics. There are approximately equal numbers of triple vaccinated as of the combined total of single, double, and unvaccinated. This is from the UK Health Security Agency's report last week of April the 14th. 
Let's take a look at this. As you can see, from a pool of 63, 63 million down at the bottom there, 63 million, there are 32 million who are triple vaccinated. That leaves, leaves just under 31 million who are either double, single, or unvaccinated. So we have two groups of similar size, 31, 32 million. So it's relatively easy to weigh the merits of the third shot uh, upon group A versus group B. Here are the COVID case numbers from the government report I cited on air earlier this uh, month. All the numbers here uh, basically uh, come from uh, March. They, ba they basically come from uh, up to a couple of weeks ago. And if you look at this, this uh, shows COVID-19 cases by vaccination status. So the triple vaccinated in March were responsible for uh, just over a million COVID cases and everybody else 475,000 COVID cases. So the triple vaccinated are contracting COVID at approximately twice the rate of the double, single and unvaccinated. Got that? If, you've, if, if you get the booster shot, uh, you've got uh, twice as high a chance of getting the COVID. There's twice in the United Kingdom, there's twice as many people with the uh, third booster shot who got the COVID as the people who never had the booster, anything else. So the court eunuchs of the appalling groupthink media have retreated to reduced claims for the vaccine. Oh, sure, it won't prevent you getting the COVID, but it will lessen your likelihood of being hospitalized. From the same report by Her Majesty's government that I cited just a moment ago, let's uh, check that one out too. So let's put this one up here. And again, you see there in the far right-hand column, that's the people with the third COVID shot. And then you uh, see sort of in the middle, the people who aren't vaccinated at all, that number 147 at the bottom. So triple vaccinated people who wound up spending a night in hospital, 6,750, everybody else, 3,576. So the triple vaccinated are being hospitalized overnight for COVID at approximately twice the rate of the double, single and unvaccinated. Uh, and one notes in particular the significant differences in hospitalization numbers in those over 60. So that leaves a sole claim for the efficacy of the heavily promoted booster shot. Oh, sure, it won't prevent you getting the COVID or being hospitalized, but it will lessen your likelihood of being dead. And from the same report by HMG, and let's just talk, look at this. Deaths within 28 days of positive COVID tests in all age groups. And the triple vaccinated again in the far right-hand column there and everybody else, uh, the other columns. And let's just add it up because it's such a huge difference. Triple vaccinated who are dead within 28 days, 1,557. Everybody else dead within 28 days, 577. So the triple vaccinated are dying within 28 days at a rate approximately three times higher than the rest of the population. Uh, why, why aren't we talking about this? Seems uh, if, if, the, if the booster shot is making it more thrice as likely that you're going to be deadsville, that they're going to be carrying you out by the handles, 
Why are we talking about that? Okay, let's have deaths within 60 days of a positive COVID test. Uh, again, in all age groups, and again on the far right, that, that's the triple vaccinated. So there's uh, 2,100 and whatever, 80-year-olds and over, and then in, the, in their 70s, 611 there. So the, again, to, 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 to add up all the numbers, the triple vaccinated who are dead within 60 days last month, 3,054 everybody else 1003 so yet again the triple vaccinated are dying at three times the rate of the double single and unvaccinated and indeed for the 60 plus cohort the most vulnerable in our society at a rate getting close to four times could we stop killing old people what's with you is is this some kind of uh, dystopian fiction that uh, the deep state comes up with a plan to off all the geezers? Uh, didn't you kill enough people in the care homes in the first year and a half of this thing? Now where we've devised a booster shot uh, that, uh, that, that uh, kills almost four times as many old people if you, if you get this shot as if you don't. The third shot not only has no efficacy, if you don't, the third shot not only has no efficacy, it increases your chances of hospitalization and death. But because the court eunuchs of the UK groupthink media uh, deny us any honest discussion or even basic dissemination of the government numbers, most people are unaware of that. Uh, the third shot was clearly a shot too far that has damaged the immune systems of many people and made them less able to resist infection and death. Uh, what do all these overnighted nitwits flanking the PM at the press conference have to say about this? The, the benefits of one and two shots are more debatable, although one notes that on all the tables I've just put up on the screen, the lowest numbers are for those who had one shot and done. So we shouldn't even be contemplating shots every six months, fourth shots, fifth shots, sixth shots, because it's not just that they're useless, it's that you're more likely to be infected, you're more likely to be hospitalized overnight, and you're more likely to be dead. So at least if you're dead after the fourth shot, you won't have to get the fifth, sixth, or seventh. But let's look at... So a quick review of the stats right there given by Mark Stein. Triple vaxxed are three times more likely to contract COVID. This is in the UK, a country of 68 million people. Triple vaxxed are three times more likely to contract uh, COVID than all other cohorts. Triple vaxxed are two times more likely to be overnight hospitalized than all other cohorts. Triple vax are dead within 28 days, three times higher than all other cohorts. Triple vax are dead within 60 days, three times more likely than all other cohorts. Those over 60 years of age who are triple vaxxed die four times, are four times more likely to die of COVID than those in all other cohorts. And what is everybody on the left and many on the right, like the Ben Shapiro's of the world, what are they telling people to do? They actually tell people to go get vaccinated. Have they ever spent one second looking at statistical data? Or is the only thing that they're concerned with is they don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist and be anti-vax. Again, political expediency. I don't want my reputation to be hurt. I want to be thought of as an intellectual conservative. I don't want to be thought of as a right-wing zealot. 
These are st- this is UK government statistics that say that the triple vax are three times more likely to contract, two times more likely to be hospitalized, three times more likely to be dead within 28 days, three times more likely to be dead within 60 days, and those over 60 years of age are, th- are four times more likely to die of COVID. All of this if you are triple vaxxed. And then people tell you to take the vaccine. All of these people, the reason why this is happening right now and why the UK has suddenly stopped putting out their COVID data, they kept their COVID data out till two weeks ago. You can pull that up on Substack under Alex Berenson. They've stopped releasing their COVID hospitalization and death data, just like our CDC never released. Our CDC has still never released COVID vaccinated, those who are vaccinated against COVID-19, their hospitalization data. Because I guarantee you, of course, it's the exact same data that's in Scotland, that's in Great Britain, that's in Australia, and that's in Israel. 90% of all COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths are among those who are triple vaccinated. That's Mark Stein coming right out of England using their Bureau of Statistics, and now they won't release them anymore. If they can't kill you in the womb, they'll kill you outside the womb. Now, here's Scott Gottlieb, a a notorious vaccine pimp and whore that he is. Here he is. Listen to what he says about the vaccines. Play it for me. When we spoke back in January about uh, where Pfizer was with its submission, you did make the argument that it might be advisable to make just two doses available Uh, while they looked at a third, because some protection is better than none. Is the FDA thinking that way? You you mentioned a 50% efficacy rate. If the data isn't meeting that benchmark, should these vaccines still be approved? Well, the the data won't reach that benchmark. The Moderna data is about 40% um, in the data they released. The Pfizer data, the previous data was about 40% as well. We'll see if the third dose provides additional protection on top of that. But we know these vaccines aren't working very well against Omicron at preventing symptomatic disease. I do believe from a clinical standpoint, there's value in getting baseline immunity into children, even if you're not going to fully protect them against symptomatic illness. If you could protect them against severe disease and hospitalization, that provides a lot of value, especially children who are vulnerable, who have health conditions. So I think for FDA to authorize these vaccines, they're going to have to come to that view as well, because these vaccines are not going to meet their pre-specified target of providing 50 percent efficacy. We know that right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's possible that the third dose of the data, uh, the third dose of the Pfizer vaccine will reach that benchmark. I don't think that's going to be the case because I don't think there'll be enough symptomatic cases in that data set. to evaluate. So of course, change all your guidelines for your political agenda. What he just said was the Moderna and the Pfizer are 40% effective. That's bullface lies. They're 0% effective. But why would anybody take a vaccine that gives you 40% uh, protection? Why would he, And then he talks about a baseline immunity for kids. Kids who don't die of COVID. Post-infection survival rate for kids of COVID is 99.997%. They're 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. And he's talking talking about a baseline immunity when they've already discovered that natural immunity can last up to 27 years. I mean, I think, I mean, think about that. People, they're finding people from CoV-1 that are still immune against COVID-1, which was out about 22 years ago. And he talks about them 
about the vaccine. Everybody should get the vaccine because it lessens the chance of hospitalization and death. What statistics prove that? Where, where is he getting that data from? We just saw the UK data. The UK data is actually honest. Read out by Mark Stein, completely honest. Three times more likely to catch COVID if you're triple vaccinated. Two times more likely to be hospitalized. Three times more likely to die within 28 days if you're triple vaccinated. Three times more likely to die within 60 days if you're triple vaccinated. Three times more likely to die if you're triple vaccinated and over the age of 60. And then you have Scott Gottlieb who sells books on vaccination, vaccinations. Notorious vaccine pimp, uh, pimp and whore that he is. He's still pimping and whoring like he has from day one. Using what statistical data from what source? CDC won't release their hospitalization data or their vaccine, their vaccinated death data. They will not release the data. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron. I knew I had that somewhere. There he is. There's Scott Gottlieb. Couldn't control spread uh, standing right next to another vaccine pimp and whore, Andy Slavitt. That's all that they're about is selling books. It's for their own political agenda. Speaking of the most politically expedient COVID vaccine whore and pimp, here's Justin Trudeau. Play it for me. Um, you're going to be able to get your vaccine as soon as you turn five. Uh, and I know you're excited and I know you're eager. Uh, in some places across the country, you can even start making your appointment now uh, for shortly after your birthday. So he's telling four-year-olds to make their appointment now. That, that, that's what he's doing. Put up the next one for me. This is the vaccination that he's putting out, COVID vaccination. So he's telling four-year-olds, Justin Trudeau is telling four-year-olds, Axe Force Lionida study out of Stanford, 99.997% post-infection survival rate, four-year-olds seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. And then you have the jovial buffoon out there saying at his desk, you know, I know you can't wait to be vaccinated as a five-year-old. COVID vaccination, Toby Young, increases the risk of severe heart inflammation up to 120 times. A major study from Scandinavia published in the Journal of American Medical Association. That's JAMA. That is is a highly respected medical journal that says that heart inflammation is increased 120-fold by the vaccination. And then you have the COVID idiot, Justin Trudeau, telling kids, you know what, I know you're four, but you can sign up for your COVID vaccination right when you turn five. World Economic Forum, sick of it and tool boy, Justin Trudeau. Does he read any of this information coming out of the Journal of American, of American Medical, of the American Medical Association? Absolutely not. Doesn't care. Because his, his goal, because he's from the World Economic Forum, is to lessen the Earth's population, either through abortions, which he'll support. They may not support them initially, but Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Justin Trudeau, Angela Merkel, Scott Morrison, Boris Johnson, Emmanuel Macron, allegedly just re-elected in France, they'll all come out eventually in favor of butchering the unborn outside the womb up to 28 days. They'll have some sort of excuse for it, just like the excuse that they used for COVID-19. Well, those were valid. How are they valid? You know, you, you, you know how, how, how's, their, how's their vaccination agenda valid? You know, how's it valid? How's their mask agenda valid? How's, how, how are any of these things valid at all? There's no statistical data behind any. I've been looking at the statistical data over the entire 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Masks, vaccines, Vaccine mandates, lockdowns, and quarantines have done nothing but increase the rate of COVID. All these people in the UK that we're actually seeing 
up till two weeks ago, the actual true statistical data until their government locked it down. And why would anybody lock it down? You ever ask? I mean, I'm just curious. I know there's a few, I know there's a few leftists that are watching. Don't you think it's odd that Pfizer goes to court to try to not release how they developed their COVID-19 vaccination for 75 years? Isn't that odd to you? Don't you think that that's strange? Don't you think it's strange that Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, will not release data about post-vaccination COVID deaths and hospitalizations? Does that not bother you at all? You just, just jump right in because, you know what? If I, get every, if I make sure everybody's masked, vaccinated, vaccine mandated, got their QR coded mark of the beast on their phone, their vaccine passport, that maybe my political agenda will be passed. Is that what you're thinking? It's not odd to you that in, in Great Britain, Scotland, Israel, and Australia, that 90% of COVID, COVID deaths and COVID hospitalizations are amongst those who are triple vaccinated? Doesn't that strike you as odd that they swore to you that it would stop infection? They swore to you that it would stop transmission? And then they, after that, they had to back off and go to, well, you know what, it stops severe infection, hospitalization, and death, and it does absolutely none of those things. And they refused to release the data about those things? If I believed in something that they refused to release the data about, I would stop believing in it. Why don't you? Jude RN uh, tweet, we are getting patients diagnosed with aggressive cancers that won't respond to chemo. Many were not there before. So their previous appointment, no cancer. Next appointment, extreme cancer that won't respond to chemo because they've had gene therapy. They now have ADE, antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. They cannot fight off basic infection. Had symptoms like stomach pain since the vax. Kept going to doctors and nothing. Then suddenly... They only have months to live. This is happening, folks. It's happening all over the country. Why is that? Play the next video for me. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection. It's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies in England, in Scotland, and in northern countries in Europe where they get real data, that they're actually the triple vaccinated are the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is, Natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and the immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. So there you go. There's the data. Those are doctors, doctors sitting right next to Ryan Cole. Jude Arden tweet, too many patients coming in for abdominal pain only to be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. All, I repeat the three-letter word, all vaccinated. This is only beginning, as I said on the last podcast. We are less than a year into this. Most people, what is today? April what? 26th. Most people as of last year at April 26th were not vaccinated. We're less than a year in. Most true scientists, the ones that have not bought in to the cabal, will tell you that the adverse vaccine effects will be one to seven years. We have people, we have doctors now, multiple doctors reporting cancers 
that were stage one and two weeks later are stage four. And all of these people are vaccinated. They have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. They have capillary blood clotting. Why? Because all of these people took a vaccination. And this is, this is you know, and you, you, you think I'm politically expedient? No, you know what? This has to do with Donald Trump just as much as anybody else. He pimped and hoard the vaccines too. He's taken them. He pimped and hoard them. Talking about Operation Warp Speed as if it was his greatest accomplishment as president. And I love Donald Trump, but he's just blatantly wrong. And he would be president right now if he would have fired Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, but he didn't have the guts to do so because he was being politically expedient. He bought into lockdowns to be politically expedient, and it cost him. That's what you do. You do what's right. You don't worry about being politically expedient. If you do what's right and you have God on your side, which means you have to be born again, things will work out in your favor. God will prosper you. This is happening all over the country. Here's what Pfizer says about it. While all these people are dying, <clears throat> while all these people have ADE, while all these people have stage two cancer that's stage four, two weeks later, Pfizer CEO says booster shot is necessary. They are a criminal organization. Pfizer has been, fi- has been found guilty of felonies. They paid $35 billion in fines, but they don't care. In America and around the world, they are immune from civil liability. They can't be sued by people who have been vaccine injured. That needs to be changed. Republicans who come into power, that needs to be changed immediately and retroactively. Here's an interesting chart. This is all FIFA soccer players, professional soccer players. Cardiovascular male match training deaths. So there was their deaths. You look at, if we're tracking it from 2009 all the way to 2021, look at the graph. And gee, I wonder when it went up. Suddenly, all of these soccer players in the prime of their life in extraordinary cardiovascular shape are dropping dead all over the planet. And those on the left, what do they do? They're abortionists. They're abortionists. They don't care. They, if they can't kill you in the womb, they'll kill you outside the womb. That's who these people are. Go to the next one for me. Matea Murta tweet. British Columbia fired thousands of healthcare workers. Thanks to the vax mandates, only to turn around and spend $12,000 to register and license foreign nurses. You think that's only in Canada? Oh, what did I say? Oh, is that, why is there a dollar? Oh, spent 12, oh, 12 million. To register foreign nurses. 12 million bucks to register foreign nurses. Now, what is going on here? So they fire all of their other people and then bring people in from overseas or from out of country, spend $12 million licensing them. That's strange, isn't it? Is that only happening in Canada? Well, look what's happening in Australia. Play it for me. A lot of the issues that we are fighting is about the COVID mandates. People have lost their jobs. We have seen teachers, nurses, doctors, professionals have lost their jobs due to this COVID mandate that's been imposed on people through not only the state governments, but also the federal government. People will not forget that. We've got over 60,000 people that have lost their jobs, and yet we are struggling to find teachers for our school rooms, we are struggling to find nurses for our hospitals, and we are struggling to find doctors. And if the government thinks that the answer is to open up our immigration to 213 migrants coming out here is not the right answer when you throw good Australians on the scrap heap because they refuse to have your jab. 
So you have World Economic Forum actor Scott Morrison, who's fired all of his employees. I know that's all is an, is an exaggeration, but all people that refuse the jab and is trying to bring people, import people into the country to take their place. Why would they do that? Because the people that they're bringing in from out of country are their little subjugated sycophants. Same thing with Canada. You fire all of us with a backbone and you bring in a bunch of spineless worms from overseas. That's happening in Canada. It's happening in Australia. Same leader, Scott Morrison, Justin Trudeau, same leader, Voldemar Zelensky, same leader, Vladimir Putin, same leader, Emmanuel Macron, they're all tyrants. They all don't run, they all don't run democracies. They're not presidents over democracies. They're all a bunch of autocrats. Liz Heileman tweet, Deborah Burks, I wish that we went into lockdown, we looked like Italy. I wish that when we went into lockdown, we looked like Italy. I had to make sure I got that sentence right. So Deborah Burks wants to look like Italy. Americans don't react well to that kind of prohibition. Go to the next one for me and just play the video. There you go. Yeah, side by side there. What's going on here? So Deborah Burks, the leader of Trump's COVID response task force, this is Italy. So she says we, she wishes that we were like Italy. What is this? These are food lines in Italy after 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. I've never shown too many videos out of Italy. I've actually had them, but I never got to them. They're one of the most COVID tyrannical states on the planet. It's actually scary. They look like Hyde Hitler's or Hyde Heidler off of the Captain America uh, movie. That's the, what their that's what their police look like. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel anywhere in Italy without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone. And this is what Deborah Burks wanted. And what did all the churches do? Exactly what Deborah Burks wanted. Thank goodness there's a few of us: Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Arthur Pulaski, Tony Spell, Greg Locke. I'm not as big as they are, but I stood up because I don't want to look like that. I don't want you to be in a food line. That's what they want. That's why you're seeing the food shortages. The food shortages are on purpose. That's all about leverage, getting you to run to the government for your, for your sustenance. Run to the government for your food. Run to the government. And what they do is they pigeonhole you. Once government is your only solution, the only way to get to the government is your QR-coded mark of the beast sitting on your phone for now but eventually to be on your forehead or on your right hand. Rodney Howard Brown tweet, meanwhile in Africa. This is what's happening actually in Africa. Aspen is in talks with African leaders about how to raise demand for COVID-19 vaccines. Why? Leave this up. Why would they want to raise demand? The, the COVID transmission rate in Africa is null and void. The COVID death rate is a tenth or less than a tenth of Americans. I mean, it's, it's not, the 10th is not, I, I should, it's like a hunt, one one hundredth of America. Ain't nobody dying in Africa of COVID-19, statistically speaking. So why is a major pharmaceutical company in talks with African leaders about how to raise demand for COVID-19 vaccines after the continent's biggest drug maker warned a lack of orders may force it to stop making the shots? Nobody locally is ordering it. So they're going to the globalists. They're going to the globalists like Emmanuel Macron, Justin Trudeau, people like that who will cave, who will then freeze bank accounts. 
like Justin Trudeau. And the only way to unlock your bank account is for you to get vaccinated, get your QR code and Mark of the Beast QR code on your phone. That's what this is all about from day one, COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving conservatives. Will you wake up and will you say, I was wrong? All right, go to the next one for me. This is in, this is in China. I'm going to show this to you. You can side-by-side it. This is in China. China, the, it actually reads, it's rage against the vaccine. There are, no, there are not enough concentration uh, quarantine camp cells, so China authorities took citizens to the expressway and forcibly quarantined them in tents. Oh, that could never happen here. It would have already happened here if it wasn't for the Second Amendment and those of us who went ahead and took a stand. Go to the next one for me. As new lockdowns are announced, you can side-by-side it again. As new lockdowns are being announced, this is how, this is how Chinese citizens are responding. They're fleeing before you get on there. They're fleeing before the police get there. So they won't be locked down. Basically, they're starving to death inside their buildings. And they're fleeing. That could never happen here. It's exactly what they wanted to happen here. It's exactly what they wanted. At minimum, they wanted to pigeonhole you. They wanted to use leverage to where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel, and you cannot get food without being vaccinated and subsequently issued a vaccine passport. That's what it's been about from day one. This is an interesting dichotomy. Peter Sweden tweet. One of the best states when it came to responding to COVID was Sweden, but it shows you the dichotomy and the, the amalgam that is humanity. A Swedish credit card company already has a card that puts a carbon limit on your purchases. Some 6,000 people in Sweden have already gotten microchip implants to use for payments. Welcome to the new cashless society. This is the plan. I tell you that. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. What's the next verse? That's, that's Revelation 13, 16 and 17. Here is wisdom. If you want to be smart, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Understand what's happening around you. Doesn't have to happen. Doesn't have to happen during our generation. If you stand, let him who has wisdom calculate, here is understanding, let him who has wisdom calculate the number of the beast, understand what's going on, for, he is, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. It'll be the number of a man. It'll be a very human reason. Oh, it's for your health. Stand. Amen. All of you stand back here Thursday night, 8.30, another 90 minutes of fury. Love you all. If you're wondering why I'm so sweaty, the air conditioning's off in our room. We'll try to get that fixed. Love you all. Back here Thursday night. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.